watched anything of Stranger Things. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's a huge lie. I have watched I Stranger Things. I was going to say, you, were, you told me um, you were, you were uh, threatening Meg that you were going to watch it without her. I did, and then we started watching it, and now I've been waiting for her. So I've only seen the first two. So I only know up until this the This is why I don't get in relationships. Because <laughs> <laughs> you cannot stop me from watching something like Stranger Things in yeah. one sitting. Well, the, the, the real thing is, like, I had said to her, I was like, all right, listen. We watched, but she, here's the thing. She didn't watch season one and she watched only parts of season two um like maybe like from episode four on because she saw me watching it and she would come over and i'd be mm-hmm. like let's watch it mm-hmm. let's do it. and i would give her recaps and stuff and you were like oh our, our relationship yeah. is so early in, in its stages so i guess i have to yes, <laughs> deal with this of course and now i was trying to be fair because we uh, we do enjoy I, she always waits to watch like the bachelorette with me Obviously. I mean sports. I watch Bachelorette every week. Do you? Yeah. Get out. Yeah. You're part of Bachelor Nation? We talked about this, didn't we? I don't think we've ever Dude, had this conversation. Alabama Hannah is the best <laughs> Bachelorette <laughs> ever. Did we just become best friends again? <laughs> I think we did. Um, Let's go do karate in the garage. All right, so pause. Hey, Brian. <laughs> hey, Chris. Welcome How's it going? Welcome back to the Pilots Podcast. This is your first Pilots in... Over a year. In well over a year, yeah. uh, I think the last thing w- that we did, as we said uh, when we first when you first came over t- today, was that it was Black Lightning episode forty nine in like April of twenty eighteen. So my big question is, did you s- stick it out with Black Lightning? I did, yeah, for a while until I stopped kind of watching the CW shows in general this year and was waiting for them all to come out so I could just start binging Binge them because I was I kind of canceled my cable this year because. Uh, it was way too much money mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in general, and I was not watching, not really taking advantage of it the way I should be. And I was like, "Why am I spending an extra right. at least a hundred, hundred twenty-five bucks right. on that when I could just get internet only?" Right, and then you know, maybe which which legally get stuff exactly. But what they the, so when I was like, "I want to cancel cable," and cable people were like, "Well, we'll just give you basic cable, like yeah. you know, two, four, seven, nine, eleven, you know, the the old channels you get yeah. on the switcher, yeah. and that's it." And so, and I have internet now, and that's it. So that's how I watch Bachelorette every week because I still have Channel Seven, but I can't DVR it, so I have to sit through commercials. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I mean, I could watch it on Hulu the next day if I wanted to, but yeah, I can't. You know, dude, I didn't know you. All right, so all right, blah 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 blah. Pilots podcast episode (laughs) fifty six. Show that you watch pilots. Blah 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 blah. Okay, Bachelor time. Um, so. Does Are, does Luke P make you ashamed to be a CrossFitter like it does to me? Great question. So Luke P is the guy that like you when you think of like when you don't do CrossFit. And yeah, you the, say the this bad as, stereotype of as it. two people that are all, that are in the five plus bracket now. Yeah, like years doing. That's it. crazy. That you've been doing it for that long. Yeah, right. Like it was around the time when we started doing this podcast like five years ago mm-hmm. that I joined up for CrossFit. Um. So, yeah, he is the guy that when you don't do CrossFit and you hear about it and you think about what we do and the kind of connections we have and the kind of people we are, yeah. Luke P is He's what He's the worst about. embodiment of everything. Yeah. yeah. And that first... All the bad stereotypes. Yeah. That first episode when he met everyone and he had said, like, yeah, I do CrossFit. And I was like, of course. And their video yeah. package, they have him doing, like, toast to bar. I was like, oh, my God, I hate this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately found a way to be shirtless. Ugh. It was yeah. just too much. But yeah, she's great. Uh, I love her. She is. I love how she tells off everyone, basically. And just, Did you, you know. watch Colton's season? Yeah. Did yeah. you like her on there? She was okay on there. I like her way better on her own. Yeah. 
I feel like she was kind of like reining it in her craziness to like try and win. Yeah. Clearly, and then that would have been a rude awakening for him had he picked her, and then was like, "Oh my god, this yeah. girl is kind of nuts." You know the thing that Luke now Luke P is. I can't believe Luke P is his. He's so influential and ubiquitous, and you can't help but talk about him. Yeah. That he has also invaded the Pilots podcast. Yep. Oh boy. Now Don Reynolds is gonna know. Uh, who Luke P is, because exactly. God knows he's not part of Bachelor no, Nation. I imagine he, like, low-key... Well, he's got a he wife. Might be. He's got a wife. Maybe he, like, I didn't... I never watched anything Bachelor until last summer. Meg started watching Bachelor in Paradise, and I just, like, would start watching it, too. And then I was like... That's kind of how I got sucked in, too. Like, a bunch of my friends that I met through CrossFit, you know, a bunch of my friends there, they were like, okay, every Monday we watch Bachelor, and we watch Bachelorette, so come over on Mondays, and we'll watch it, we'll make yeah. fun of it for you know for two hours and i'm oh, like all great. right that sounds great and then it's just the most ridiculous thing and i'm like why haven't i been watching it for the last 20 years because it's just it's just <laughs> it's just everything <laughs> one of my favorite things to say is, so don um, start watching it yeah so i'm saying watch it one of my favorite things to say ever it's like my new favorite thing is like i'll go up to someone and be like do you watch the bachelorette and they'll be like no i'm like yeah me neither <laughs> <laughs> can they tell you're lying immediately of course of yeah. course of course yeah um so, I don't even know how we got on the topic of... of uh... Well, here's the thing I want to say. Something I noticed in Luke P that I noticed, like, he's taking it to the nth degree because, number one, he's being edited for the purpose of, like, being dramatic. Like, I don't know who this person is in real life. He's he's probably... Seems as... like when they brought him to his hometown, he seemed like everyone loved him and they thought he was, like, basically right? fucking Jesus. Like, he walked on water. <laughs> <laughs> that said, they, like, literally prayed to him. They, they had did. him sit in a chair and everyone knelt in front of him and prayed to him. So, I mean, like, there's got to be... I think that kind of inflates your ego if you're a person. Of course. Yeah. Like, it, when he had said in that episode, like, everybody loves me, and then you go home and you see, like, oh, everybody loves him. Like, yeah. I, I I guess I see where that came from. Yeah. Um. So, the thing with him is that I that I was thinking about was when I was maybe his age, like 22 or 23, right? That's how mm-hmm. old he is? Yeah, he's like 23 or 24, something like that. I remember trying, like, with the relationships that I was in, quote-unquote in, I remember trying to be, like, the perfect person for that person. Mm-hmm. It's trying to say the right thing and, like, craft the perfect text or, like, I am to, like, send that person so that I would seem, like, yeah, amazing. Crafting the first, the best uh, T9 text possible. Of course, of course. And you have to really put some yeah. effort into that. Yeah. So I, like, kind of, like, felt for him a little bit in terms of – what is that noise? It sounds like downstairs or oh. – So we've got a lot of noise happening around us. People Listen, out this there. is not. This, you don't come here for a professional production, no. okay? As much as Chris takes pride in it, uh, this is not a professional production. No, but we've got the dog who may go crazy. I've got neighbors kind of moving stuff, I guess, today, but whatever. So I, I was just saying that I felt a little bit for Luke P of like being like trying to put on that that like best self and like I want to be the person I think you want me to be because I. I I feel for him in the way that, yeah, he's a 23-year-old guy and you, right. you don't really know what you're doing with life. Yeah. And, like, you know, you haven't figured it out. And, yeah. like, the benefit of hindsight of me being 34 now. Right. Welcome to the 34 Club, to me, right. you know, along with you. Um, you know, you look back and you're like, wow, I was a fucking moron at 23. What was I doing? What was I, yeah. you know, what were the decisions I was making in every aspect of my life, not just I don't personal know. relationships? And imagine if that was filmed on TV in front of the whole world. Yeah, no. 
I I barely like uh, having myself filmed on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but you're good at it. Well, that's the only reason I keep coming that's back only... <laughs> for you to for you to tell me I'm good at it. You are. I've been listening to um, the past episodes because I was weekly uploading them to YouTube, and I got to the like number five. I was gonna I was say like, you you, you gave right. that up pretty quick. I yeah. did. I was like, because it took time to upload it, and then I was like editing stuff out because like we were. We would curse and say, like, bad shit at, like, yeah. you know, five years ago. And we yeah. would it just – I don't want that out there yeah. and, like, attached and, and whatever. Yeah, so, there's, I think there's a fair amount of personal stuff in there, too, we talked about at times. There are. There was, like, is... a whole episode where I think it was, it was like, a Comic-Con episode that I have on private right now. So you can't listen to it except for okay. me or if I send it to yeah. you. Um, where you're going into detail about like someone that you know and how like you're you yeah. have to like move on from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I think about that uh, episode when I think yeah. back at this. I'm like, yeah, we should probably delete yeah, that. Yeah, so one. that is like hidden. No one okay. can see that. That's there, good. yeah, there are just things that like you know. But I feel like whenever Rob is on and he just goes off the rails with like things he'll say and like oh, yeah. comments he'll make. Yeah. yeah, and even though he's doing it in a joking way, I'm like, shout out Rob. Shout out yeah. Rob. Mike, we can't have that. Yeah. So, I don't know how we got on Bachelorette, but I guess that's part of the, we'll file that under the things we're watching. Yes. Uh, segment. But yeah, it's yeah. been a while. It's been a while. I was, you know, it's, this is all, uh, you know, I forgot how to do this routine. You were setting up this microphone. I was like, what is this thing he's putting in front of me? Are we videoing these now? <laughs> no. Um, a little side note. There's, I have found that um, podcasts that are, that are both an audio and a video feed. I tend to gravitate away from them because the conversation is not um, like organic. Now, if you're a podcast that like requires visual and mm-hmm. then you just like record the audio and like upload it, that's right. a different story. But like there are there are people out there that are trying to like double dip and like record for YouTube right. and then also record and then just upload the audio. But I find it like when you when you have a camera here you become like you're now like playing to the camera and you're doing things for that and it's right. just not which a... you can lose some of it then and when you're listening to the audio Absolutely. only so i i've been telling you that uh i've been watching and listening to because it is a podcast as well but i pretty much don't listen to the podcast because it is much better watching it they do a weekly twitch show um mm. where this group of six voice actors famous voice actors like well, the girl who voiced ellie in the last of us the, the girl what's her face Seaver from uh, um growing pains that's the little girl from growing pains is ellie in last oh, of us really? in the case youngest you, yeah. daughter ashley johnson is her name okay. um but like five or six of those guys they get together every week and they do a twitch show for like four hours and they play an ongoing dungeon and dragons campaign mm-hmm. every week they all have their characters backstories all this stuff and they go through it every week and the guy is the dungeon master and they they're all, you know, they're all friends. They've been friends for 20 years or whatever, and they play this game every week. But it's so much better watching it mm-hmm. because of, you know, the sometimes there's maps or whatnot and the, the combat to, to figure out that stuff, that aspect of it. But also just, like, watching the friend aspects of, like, you know, these people have known each other for 20 years and they're, like, you know, they're crafting their backstories to make another guy laugh or to, like, you know... Um, to like make in put in an important aspect that only this one person would know right it's it's cool to watch it it's much better watching it um uh live or on video than listening i've listened to like the first couple on podcasts then i realized that they were on youtube and i was like i'm never listening to the podcast one again unless i'm like driving or something right how did you get into that so one of my uh so dungeon dragons has become a 
fairly big obsession of mine lately, which is weird. Going back to the Stranger Things thing, maybe that's why I brought that up. And I brought that up to ask you if you'd seen all of it, because there's a lot of Back to the Future in Season yeah. 3. Um, but I've seen already, like, in the movie theater, like, a... Yeah, um, the, the poster. That yeah. was, that's the good, that's the good, uh, tease, because yeah. when I first watched a couple episodes, I'm like, oh my god, they need to, like, yeah. work in Back to the Future somehow, and they do. Um, and it's yeah. great, and it's so worth it. Um, but one of my, so, Stranger Things had, when the first season came out, and they were playing, uh, you know, Dungeons and Dragons in the show, it always reminded me, it reminded me that in, when I was a kid, I always wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons, but I never had anyone that... Yeah. did and it was always something i always wanted to do and then i met these people at the gym friends the same people bachelor friends went out and they were like oh we get together weekly and we play a dungeon dragons campaign so like, monday nights is all bachelor yeah. tuesday <laughs> night is Dungeons <laughs> dragons yeah, yeah. They're, so they're like next campaign we start if you want we can work you in and mm -hmm. get, give you a character and i'm like fuck yeah i want to do that so finally we started playing like maybe like three months ago and we would get mm -hmm. together weekly and play and it's the best. And it's like, if you like, you know, if you like fantasy, Lord of the Rings type shit, you like good storytelling, you like improv, you like, it's the best, it's the combination of all those different things right. that, that make it so fun. So what do you, are you and like, like, and the, you know, like the Final Fantasy throughout the years, you never really realized that how much that incorporates Dungeons and Dragons because all the job classes, you know, mm -hmm. like you, okay, you're going to be a rogue and I'm going to be a paladin and you have these abilities, I have these abilities, that's Dungeons and Dragons. Mm -hmm but a tabletop version instead of playing in an rpg so what do you like have you ever do you have like a dungeon master yeah and then, yeah so have you ever done it i've never done it no it seems very intimidating mm -hmm. i feel like i'd have to play a lot more before i could feel comfortable doing that uh but uh so one of my friends from the gym her husband is the dungeon master and he doesn't really like to play he just likes to be the dungeon master crafting the world and like mm -hmm. you know playing against the player and and uh you know shifting the setting up the story shifting it based on everyone's choices or whatnot it seems very involved so what is a character that you've been so Tell i've me been about... so in this campaign we started i was a rogue who which is basically like a thief mm -hmm. and who was uh who got a letter from a long lost friend saying he needed help basically i was summoned to this city and I met, you know, some of the other players there. They were already in this city. We now, go on. Do they have like are they recurring characters in this world or is every campaign like This this is new? like a new campaign, so you start okay. with new characters. But I could have been so there are times where we have other people that like, Oh, I wanna try it once and we have an ongoing campaign and then just give them a character that randomly meets us in the middle of a session. Okay. And be like, You're a monk that happened to be uh, you know, held as a prisoner in this dungeon that we're going through. So we'll break you okay. out and you can help us now. So next question. Is this like a like in your with your friends like you know every Final Fantasy is its own contained story, yeah. its own characters. Is yeah. there a kit like connect is this like Overriding one world, world. Yeah. and then all these stories take place in it so like the 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 way i understand it i obviously haven't looked into it that much because that's more of like a dungeon master type question but there is certainly like you know how in game of thrones there's westeros or yeah. in lord of the rings there's uh whatever the fucking continent's name is i can't remember right now um uh, what's it called what is it in lord of the rings it's um, gonna be a good question someone's yelling at us yeah. one of one of our three listeners is yelling at us like why don't you remember this but um so like all the campaign like that you craft takes place on middle this earth. exactly there you go so yeah middle earth westeros so the campaign that you craft depending on what edition of dungeon dragons you're using you're like okay this campaign takes place in wild mount this one takes place in neverwinter or whatever so okay. like yeah there is an overarching 
world that it all takes place in, but it, it's all based on what your character, like what the dungeon master is set up for your character and your story. Okay. Can you disagree with the dungeon master? Like, if if you, the dungeon master is like, and you did this, and you're like, well, my character would never do that. Yeah, but then, like, they'll then have to shift, and it could be like, okay, yeah, it's your character. Say, oh, I, uh, I, I, I stole something from someone. You'd be like, oh, you're a dungeon master. You're like, okay, you're going. They caught you. You're going to jail. I'm like, well, I try to break out. Okay, well then, roll a d, uh, a twenty sided dice. See if you can. You know, uh, do a sleight of hand movement to get out of the the uh, the um, manacles and see if you got out. And then mm-hmm. if you do, you, then the story branches from there. If you don't, you're in jail, and now your friends have to break you out. And so it's all based off of choices. And it's like there could be there could be a thing where you are you know telling your side of a story. I just met you. You're telling your story, and I can say I don't believe this guy. I want to you know I want to do an insight check. I want to see if I can if I can roll high enough to see that I I realize that he's lying okay about something all so right. it's like yeah it's and, and all your decisions that you want to do are uh, very cool basically anything you want so the so yeah we we started playing and that got me interested and then my friend was like they do this weekly show which is like these these voice actors so the professional actors they all do you know they they really act it out they really come up with backstories and intricate stuff and they all have do different voices for their characters what's the name of this channel it's called critical role critical role okay so um so they all do that and the guy who's the dungeon master has been a dungeon master for like 30 years like he's like everyone's like you know prototype of like what the perfect dungeon master would be he's like super uh super you know descriptive is he, do i know him from anywhere you might have if you saw him you'd know him probably but you don't he's been in he's been a voice of characters in many games that you played he's a voice of a character in um final fantasy 15 he was um Which one i can't remember the name right okay. now the character it's escaping me just like middle earth escaped me but i'll <laughs> okay. remember it eventually but um but yeah they so they play every week and it's a it's a huge thing on twitch i was saying i tuned in once because i'm i didn't just to see what the view count was because i'm not caught up like they put all these so every after every episode they put the episode on youtube and i will so i've been going back through all the episodes of the new campaign they had they had previously played a campaign for every week for three and a half years (laughs) and they finally got to the end of it and wow yeah so they just started a new one in January of last year. So I'm working my way through to to catch up to current times. And there's, they just did this week was episode seventy one or seventy two, and I just started watching episode thirty two, wow. within like the last month, which is saying something because they're all all the episodes are three or four hours long, and so like I'll just, just throw it on. And then I just throw like it on like if I'm at work, I'll just yeah. throw it on in the background and and be like you know doing shit and then. Yeah hearing in the background or i'll just you know sit around at home and it'll be on in the background and i'll be paying attention to it pretty thoroughly because it's but at times you know it's 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 good that i could just jump into it and jump yeah. out um wow. so yeah that's what i've been watching so this pretty is heavily lately obsession. yeah okay. oh yeah in the last um, i mean i think i started beginning of june so now we're at the end of july and i've watched almost 32 episodes of four hours each so that's 140 hours of wow yeah i pretty much i don't want to say i stopped playing video games but it's definitely overtaken any well, I urge definitely, to, i haven't seen you yeah. on, uh, i've seen you on xbox but mm-hmm. like you're watching twitch watching the youtube, watching app? YouTube. Yeah. yeah 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 um 
I, well, you know, like, all the video games we used to play are kind of in, like, you're catching up on Destiny, but, like, things are, like, slowing down until yeah. the big ramp up again, so yeah. this is a good time for me to well, the... get into it. So that's what I've been watching lately. Right. I haven't, I stopped watching all the CW shows, because I was like, I'll wait till the end of the year to, you know, just watching like that, because binge culture is real, and I don't want to though... have to be home at, like, 8 p.m. Are you on really a... going to watch all the CW shows? Probably not all of them, but I, I definitely won't watch Flash, I don't even know what's happening. Exactly. Do you remember, like, let's let's look back at in pilot's history. Like, maybe like, what is this? this is episode fifty six? Yeah. The 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 episode. I think it's, you're telling me it's fifty six. I'm pretty it sure be, it's fifty six. It could be fifty. You know, fifty eight hundred for all I know. I think it's, it's been that long. Um, the episode fifty six, the Bob episode, my father, because he was born that year oh yes okay <laughs> so, i like it duh. i thought you meant the episode your dad was on i was like how did i miss that no. i would have dropped everything that Imagine, i was doing to, um, to do to be there for that to be there for a, a bob uh we'd have to watch like a, a 30 for 30 on like the giants or something to even get him interested i know i don't even know like if i was like hey come undo this like i don't i think he maybe had listened to a few of them um i don't know no Dad, if you're listening to this, text me. Imagine he was like a real stealth listener. Imagine he was like the guy that's like, I see. He's the one guy that just keeps listening. He just keeps listening, yeah, and that's it's great. just the young and hungry episode <laughs> over and over again. That, so, did you see that Don wrote in the line chat like that it auto plays all yeah, the time? Yeah. So, unbeknownst to him, I would always like some. T- I'll log into like the back end of SoundCloud and like every couple of weeks and like just see like, oh, let's do it. And always, someone has listened to that episode like two times. I'm like, who the fuck loves the? Who loves this episode it's so Pat. much? Or it's, it's Pat. Pat. That's it. Or is there a market out Pat. there? Yeah. Shout out Pat. And then Donnie said that I was like, oh, this makes, makes so, much so much sense best. now. That's why I always see it as like a, a most played episode. So. <laughs> and not just everyone's love of uh, Hillary Duff and no Sutton Foster. Right? No, that's, that's a different show. Oh, that's younger. That's younger. I mean. Which, by the way, excuse me, I don't know my season six is airing right I was now. Say, you Once know, it know. ends, we're gonna watch that. <laughs> they just, I just saw they renewed it for season seven, and I think of you every time anyone mentions that show. <laughs> they gotta, they gotta end that show. It's got no. To you the keep point. watching it, so they're not gonna end well, it. You're their one viewer. So, like, here's the thing. I just read. Speaking of shows that need to end, and, and it's actually gotten good again. Walking Dead, it's got good again. <sighs> but I just read that they want to run it through t- season twenty. They're going into season ten. That's ten more fucking ten seasons. Ten more years? Are you kidding me? I don't know, man. Twenty years of that? I feel like we've said enough. <laughs> All we need to say about what, the zombie apocalypse. What at this else point. are they gonna do? Like, unless they just have like, imagine it becomes like, like a Darryl soap opera. Has been on that show for fucking twenty years. <laughs> we'll just see him turn into an old man. Maybe, yeah. Well, we Rick, Rick is out of it, right? Rick is out of it, but he's not dead. No, but they killed him in the comics. Oh, they did. Yeah. Recently, they killed him in the comics. Two months ago, and then the mm. next issue they ended it. Oh, so it's done. It's over, yeah. Okay. Your brother didn't tell you this? I texted no. him. Yeah. Does yeah. he still read it? I don't know. I, I think he's like, you know, up to the most recent compendium, but hasn't like Okay, because he's pretty that. busy right now. He's you know, got engaged. He's, uh, he's got a house. Got a house. Yeah. Shout um, out Bob for making big moves in life. Planning on getting having a kid and a dog and a white picket fence oh and all that. Oh, my God. That the American dream. Right there, right Listen, I can just remember, just picture yesterday, him walking through the hallways of our high school with his uh, <laughs> giddy tee and his, uh, his pinky his, ring and his Jesus piece hanging out. He was the absolute worst. Like, I love my brother. He's one of my best friends. But when we were younger, he was the absolute worst. 
I love my brother. He's one of my best friends. I can think of a few others that are better friends than my brother. <laughs> no, but like, no, I'm not saying now. Now he's great. Yeah, but, but he then, was he was terrible. He was yeah. a, he was the definition of a little shit. Yeah, but yeah, whatever. Except he was like six three, so he wasn't really that little. Yeah, he, no. He, but he did weigh like 115 pounds, so and he still does. Still, he weighs still, 117. Still now. waiting for him to get fat. Yeah. By the way, I I can't wait for fat Bob. Can't wait either. I've been talking about it for years. He's just got to stop smoking, and it's gonna happen. It's true. Yeah, That's how pro- the models stay thin. That's right. You're basically a model, Bob. There you go. Yeah. He's not so, gonna listen to this. So no. You can say whatever you want. No. About. That's why I'm saying it. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been watching lately. I watch Stranger Things, obviously. I've, I'll tell you another guilty pleasure of mine, which I don't know if you watch it on Netflix. Probably don't. Is uh, that Queer Eye show? Oh, is it good? Oh, it's fantastic. And it's not. It's like if you do you remember watching. Did you used to watch Queer Eye when it was on Queer Eye for the Straight Guy when it was on TV in like the early two thousands? I people, remember watching, when people were finally getting like okay with watching gay people yeah, on TV. I remember seeing episodes here and there but i was not yeah like, but this uh, is not this is like watcher. this show is not this version of it is not like oh let's like give you a way to like m- make you like the metrosexual man mm. or this it's like literally just they have women on they have you know uh Oscar. trans people on they have veterans they have d- d- disabled people amputees all this shit they so they just do like a someone who needs a makeover in their life and they'll like you know help well, they them. do like all as not just like physical all, yeah all aspects of it yeah okay that's cool yeah uh, yeah so it's great and I've it's like you know good. It's it's the guilty pleasure, and it's like it's the antidote of now. I feel like shit after watching Toy Story four earlier this Which morning. A, I'm going to go home and watch thing an episode that of that watched. and feel good about myself. Well, so let me I'm good of the potential. Let me of ask you this because the, the you know the audience out there mm-hmm. knows the one, two, three people um, that our last episode was all about Toy Story four. And Meg and I talked. I, I knew it was an attitude. I didn't watch it. I didn't listen to it because I didn't dare you. I didn't want to be ruined. I knew I wanted to no. see it. You better go home and listen to it. Mm. On your way home today, let's do it. Yeah, that'll be the um, first thing I do. <laughs> um, so here's the ultimate question that I think in the in the Toy Story world, or mm-hmm. just just in general, like, okay, so you saw it. Yeah. What did you think of it? And ultimately, should it exist? I liked it. It was unnecessary, mm-hmm. for sure. I don't know. I don't subscribe to the argument of should something exist or not, because whether I find it enjoyable, it doesn't really matter. It's not point. made for me. It's made for kids. You know. But, like... It's made so that I can enjoy it, too, but it's made for fucking kids, let's be honest. I though it was made for no. us. <laughs> I don't think I no. I, I disagree three, with that. The first three, I think you have a case of like this is for this is for kids. The third one, maybe not as much. Yeah, I was gonna say I, the third one is when the, they transitioned. The third into... one is more uh, for uh, was made for the aging for the kids that were part of the first two and were right. kids, but then had dealt with those things. And right. this one, like, my God, yeah, what adult themes? Yeah, it was it was rough. Yeah, I I felt uh, I felt pretty. You know, usually people. I just had my birthday a couple weeks ago. Uh, and people are like, oh, how does it feel getting older or not? I'm like, I'm only 34. I'm not that old. I don't feel like that old. I don't look that old. You know, I don't look like I'm 34. So I don't feel anything. I don't feel mm-hmm. like I'm getting old. But now after watching this movie, I feel like I'm fucking really old. And then they're about to put me on the shelf. And <laughs> <laughs> Well, our, do you like that idea? So like the thing that I, I think just to recap kind of what I said in the last one, like I like Toy Story one, two, and three are all amazing, right? And this one is great. Yeah, and that's the like you know we're 
and the only reason why it's great and not amazing is because I think that ultimately the way that the third one ended, you don't get more perfect than that. No, I don't. Um, I think that this one, I you know, there were aspects of it I didn't like. Like I, as much as I love Key and Peele, like they don't, ex- they don't, shouldn't be in the Toy Story universe. Like their brand of humor does not. For this me, was, doesn't work. This and, was the most funny Toy Story. I'll say that it was definitely funny, but like, it's I don't want to watch a Key and Peele sketch in the middle of a Toy Story, yeah, movie. It just they just felt out of it because to me really? they're they're yeah, it just felt really like like what was the what was the point of their characters? What because the the whole thing he, they Woody convinces them to go with them and mm-hmm. stop beating up Buzz because he says, oh I I have Bonnie, I have a kid, you can come with me. Then they have any. They have an, a, a chance at the end to go with Bonnie, and they just forget that yeah, whole they, aspect they of go. it. They're like, they, no, they don't even say they want to go. They're just like, cool. Right. See you later, cowboy man. Right. Like, what is that? It made no sense. They were there just for comic. Of uh, course, of course they were, and that's the the like the flaws. Like spending so much time with with those people, with the, with with people? those two characters, um, and not Buzz. Because he was kind of like relegated to, yeah, I guess. You know, just he like, was good. I liked his uh, his inner voice thing. <laughs> yeah, but they they ultimately didn't like they didn't do anything with that. Like it, it, there wasn't like a part at the end where Buzz had to like, okay, like I've been struggling with le- Listen, like listening. Nothing better to- than Spanish Buzz anyway. So no, I mean that was yeah. fantastic, but. There was there was nothing where like I thought that was a good thing for Buzz to grapple with. Like at the end, like Woody leaves, and now Buzz has to buzz has been like the number two in like making decisions and yeah stuff. but even not really because in the beginning of the movie they dolly is like running the house so buzz doesn't even do it like he doesn't even move up to number one he's still yeah. just being buzz but that's the you know like i someone i had spoken to was saying like you know that you know it makes sense that jesse is the like the toy that um like like took the badge from Woody yeah. at the end and yeah. like now symbolically like Jesse is gonna do that because you know why is Bonnie gonna wanna like fucking you know play with a 20 year old space ranger toy it'd be like I mean she was yeah she didn't want to play with the 50 year old Woody uh, right yeah. yeah but like in in my mind I'm thinking like alright that's a fair argument but I'm like also like this is a story being told and yes I'm making some suspensions of disbelief like the fact that the toys can talk um but I also think that like I think it would have been a more cohesive story and a way to close out the whole thing if Buzz if they just really dug in on that idea of like Buzz now has to listen to himself and then like that materializes and ultimately what See but they didn't Buzz even does at the end. they didn't even like you know give the closure of Buzz realizing that it's the conscience is in him. What, it like literally thought it was the voice Jack Right Cohen. that's what I'm saying. So it didn't even make sense. That's what I'm I, saying. I you know what in the end I'm 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 a fan of anything that contributes to the Keanu sense. Yeah. Keanu Reeves being <laughs> in it continuing his great year. Yeah. I'm down with that. Yeah. Are you excited for Bill and Ted Three? I saw a, a set photo of them the other day, and Keanu freshly shaven. He looks like he's like twenty again. Wow, it's amazing. The guy, dude is like fifty I've something. Never seen either of them. Really? Never. That's just. I know. I lie about it. Why? What's the point of lying? I don't know. I do. I just what then and see like that's just a bad path in branching realities in my mind. Like you lie about it, then someone's like, "Oh, what was your favorite part?" And you're like, "Oh I'm fuck, like, well, the part with George Carlin." The part where they go back in yeah. time. It's great. Death. Yeah. Right. 
Um, no, well, that's You're what like, I... like, oh, didn't you love that moment when... And then you have to be like, fuck, did that moment happen? Or are they, like, fucking right. with me? Right. Which is what something I would do to someone. <laughs> I just... But I, not everyone's as diabolical Two movies I do that with. I do that with The Godfather, part two, and... You've uh, seen Godfather 1, though? Yes. Um, but not part two. Okay. And not part three. But okay. I, I tell people that I've okay. seen part two and three. Because I, I think the argument that so, – like that reaction that someone has of like, what do you – like what the, the way that I react when someone tells me they haven't seen Back to the Future. Right. And I'm like, what do you mean you've never seen Back to the Future? Um, that's just a way to sidestep that. Yeah. I don't know. So I'm excited for it, but I've also – I have no like base in right. like – Right. Okay. That makes sense. In it. Yeah. So, so yeah. Okay. Interesting. What have you been watching lately? Anything other than Bachelor Nation related? Well, Bachelor, I mean, Toy Story 4, um, because we, we had watched, like, a bunch of the, like, the the other ones prior. Right. Um, what else? Uh, we saw Spider-Man together. Yes, we did. Which Loved was it. great. Mm-hmm. Also, a, a low-key Lizzie McGuire movie remake. <laughs> I've seen many people say that. Right? Internet. I didn't come up with Fun that. Fun fact, but... never seen the Lizzie McGuire movies, so... What? <laughs> See, this is the reaction. Um, no, that's totally fine. Um, actually, I didn't read anything about that. John, our mutual friend, mm-hmm. texted me through Instagram because I don't think he has a cell phone number. Yeah. I think he's also back this week. It's good, it's good thing he's reached out to us. He texted me on Instagram or DM me on Instagram and was like, hey, I'm going to be back. Are you going to be around? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I like, saw him post something on Instagram about like a childhood toy basically i was like oh that's where he took that to the philippines with him oh and then makes more sense now that he's home yeah than anything else yeah i i i think he's gonna reach out and like i'd love to get dinner with him and you know i mean yeah that'd be great but i'm also not gonna hold my breath no because he's been home before and i haven't seen him right but um right but so he was the one who, who pointed out to you that Lizzie yes, McGuire movie he, remake? he had said, like, Spider-Man was, was awesome, and then, like, it's also a low-key Lizzie McGuire remake. And I was like, oh, yeah, it yeah. kind of is a low-key Lizzie McGuire remake. Yeah, it was um, great. I really enjoyed it. So that was – that I saw that. That was great. I've been reading a lot. Um, Boring. But no. Well, <laughs> you know what I read that I think you would like? What? Um, and if you want to borrow it, you can. You just need to uh, bring it back because it's for, uh, like a book from my library. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's the inner librarian in you yeah. of threatening me if I don't bring it back already. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm I like, read. Why are you just assuming that I'm going to keep it? Well, because do well, people do that? It's to you? not like like Oceanside's like public. It's like from my library. <laughs> right. Okay. From my school's library. Um, so I read the Claudia Gray book, Master and Apprentice. Okay. It was awesome. Um, Claudia Gray, like Dave Filoni, gets Star Wars. Okay. Um, I haven't. This was the first one that I've read by her. Like I know she did Lost Stars, which is supposed to be amazing, and she did the two Leia ones. Oh yeah, yeah. I've heard the Leia ones are good. And then, Lost Stars is the, like the, the like the YA one, right? Isn't it like, uh, yeah, like the love story between? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be like a little Shakespearean. Yeah, yeah. Like this is yeah, a yeah. rebel. This yeah, is yeah. an empire uh-huh. person. Uh-huh. But she really does get Star Wars and. I, I don't know if you read in the From a Certain Point of View yeah, book. Yeah, I remember reading her chapter. The, yeah. yeah. So it, it it's that, but a whole book. Okay. But, like, takes place, like, before The Phantom Menace. So it takes place, like, Obi-Wan is, like, 16 or 17. And one of the coolest things about it is um, they take things from Phantom Menace that are in there. And they, like, expand upon it. Like... 
You ever wonder, like, why Qui-Gon's so, like, jazzed up about the prophecy of the Chosen One? Yeah, I guess. She expands on that in the book about how, like, he was very intrigued about the prophecies of the ancient mystic Jedis, and so was Dooku. And the two really, like, went back and forth in trying to understand them and their purpose and their reason, and eventually Qui-Gon had to, like, kind of suppress that and, like, lo- like force himself to lose interest in it, but then the events of this book happens and it kind of confirms, like, a prophecy. Um, and it's it's amazing like how they how she built that in and like there's like before like we see in episode one like obi-wan and qui-gon they're pretty much they're they're in sync together and they have Mm -hmm. a good relationship Mm -hmm. but it was the events of this book that like got them closer together Mm -hmm. because before that they were very like at odds uh like at odd ends like they didn't understand each other and it starts off qui-gon gets like a um he gets invited to be on the council and he doesn't tell Obi-Wan, and Obi-Wan eventually finds out, and it causes, like, this rift. He's like, oh, he's going to leave me and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And then they go on this thing, and there's this awesome character in a name, Raul Averos, who is Dooku's uh, apprentice before Qui-Gon, who, like, Qui-Gon looks up to and is, like, very much a rogue Jedi. Like, he's, like, sleeping around with women. He's, like, drunk a lot. And in my head, I, it, like, the guy I pictured was... Uh, the bear uh mormon from game of thrones okay um but he too like just a really cool character and he himself was like his padawan got killed Mm -hmm. by like actions that he he chose to make a decision to like fight instead of like be like to think his way through a situation and then his padawan gets killed as a result of it um very 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 good book and throughout it it's intercut with these like these um these like little chapters of like just called before and it's like when qui-gon was like 13 and dooku was like instructing him i highly recommend it it was freaking sounds awesome. interesting yeah i've been looking for something to scratch my star wars itch because uh unlike you i have been to batu you have been to i have batu. been to star wars land for lack of a better term yeah in disneyland which i don't know if uh well, i think all the i think all the um our three listeners know at this point because they're all pretty <laughs> close friends and i was posting about it on the internet yeah, all the time have, tell us about it do you have i mean you've yeah, already told I, me about i i've told you about it and i honestly feel bad continuing to tell you about it because i know you how much you love it and the fact mm-hmm. that you're getting so close to going but you can't yeah because you're gonna be in disney world a couple days before it opens i know uh officially there i i yeah exactly what are you gonna do you'll see it eventually I think we're planning on going to California next year in the summer. So go to California for a Star Wars celebration. It's in Anaheim in June. Ugh, I don't know if I could do that. Why? I don't know if I could be around. You just said you want to be in. Well, I want to be in. I want to go to Star Wars Land, but I don't know if I could go to celebration. And it would be after nine comes out. It would be the end of the Skywalker saga. If any time to go, that's the time I to guess. go. But I also don't want to be around like nerds. Ugh. Just like <laughs> don't go to Star Wars land then, just like, because they are everywhere. There's like two kinds of Star Wars fans now. They're like they're either like the Star Wars fans that are like this is a. I mean, it's like politics. It's like this is amazing, and then there's the ones like this is horrible, and Kathleen Kennedy should be right. fired. And I'm like, right? Can't we just be like, you know what? I really love the Force Awakens. I don't like Rogue One. I kind of like the Last Jedi. And not like want to murder each other. You should not go back and listen to the old episodes where you were talking about how much you like thought it should go this way, and then 
Well, you could have your Because now you're in, now you're in, now you're finally at a point where you realize that, you know, as an audience member, yeah. you're not dictating the story. Or but you could You have... should have no expectations of what the story is. Right. But that's the thing is people, and we're to blame. Like we, as fans, over-speculate and we, we, it, our over-expectation conflicts with like realistic expectations. And then like, here's the thing. I already know what's going to happen. People are going to be pissed about how Lando is used in in the the rise of skywalker they'd be like lando wouldn't do that type of thing and i'm like you don't know what lando would do you you spent a half hour of screen time with him in the last 40 years and like kind of like i always think of lando as someone like like think about like in the american revolution you have guys like you know thomas jefferson who's a part of the american revolution and the formation of the country who eventually goes on to be the president and louisiana purchase those people are like leia and luke who have big parts in this but i always see lando as someone like a paul revere he did his thing he had his part in history and then he kind of just went about like do you know what happened to paul revere after the british are coming probably died eventually eventually I don't know what he did after that, but, like, that's what I see Lando as, like, you know, so I'm not expecting him to be, like, this, do these amazing things, but I I feel like people are already over-speculating. Lando needs to do this, and he needs to do that. This is internet culture, man. I know. This is is what it is. So it's a little, like... This is Reddit culture. I'm a little down on, like, Star Wars fandom, per se, because it's, like, really, like, it's not ruining the story for me, but it's just... That's why you gotta have your own fandom. I don't pay attention to all that other stuff you just gotta be stay within yourself and yeah. control what you can expect from it 100%. but i can tell you that from my experience going to star wars land the type of people that were there which obviously wouldn't be the same people as at celebration but also the people that go to celebration are the people who they're not unhappy with star wars right. they're there to celebrate it it's in right. the name right. so you're going to be amongst good people like-minded people but uh, if you if you had if you do go to that um but the star wars land is so i did for the audience that doesn't know, I Star Wars Land opened at the end of May, last very last day of May. I, me and my friend uh, from college, you know, we went back and forth about it for a long time, and we were finally like, you know, this is what we grew up and worked hard for to to be able to do stuff like this. And we ended up flying to California for literally one day in the park, a four hour reservation that they then kicked you out of the park of afterwards to get out of star wars land just to see mm-hmm. that ride the ride the one ride there because it's not even not even both rides are open yet and just experience it and it was literal when i walked in so in disneyland the way it's set up is it's like just it's like hidden so much so that like you don't even realize it's part of the park like you go in through one of the like there's Frontierland, tomorrowland all that mm-hmm. shit so Frontierland, there's like a there's like a side path that you go through and as you start going through you're walking for a ways and then like the ambient noise of like Disneyland when you know you're there uh like filters out and it becomes like crickets and like Oh, it's it, in Disneyland? Yeah. It's not even like Hollywood No, it's Hollywood Disneyland. Like California yeah. Adventure. It's behind oh, okay. like behind uh uh Frontierland. They built they wow. they put like 20 acres worth of shit back there. Cuz it, when it's the one in Florida is not in the Magic Kingdom. Right, it's in its, its own thing. Cuz Florida you yeah. can I, you know, my friend that I went with is super obsessed with Disney and I, taught me a lot of stuff that I never really knew about it. But Florida, you can, they have like that whole area. They can just keep yeah. building out and out and out and there's yeah. no limit to it ever. But Disneyland is only one finite amount of area that yeah. Walt Disney bought from some fucking like Orange Grove farmer mm-hmm. in the 1950s. 
So they, there's so many turnover of rides there because they can't build farther out. It's just that one area. Yeah. So that's why, like, they're knocking down a Bugs Life area now to put in a Marvel Land in yeah. in the Disney Adve- uh, California Adventure Park, the one across from Disneyland. So you like walk through the Frontierland like side of it, like all the ambient noise of Disney filters out, and then like it's crickets and like like am- like Star Wars some type music that you'd realize, and all of a sudden you you walk past the lamppost that doesn't look like like a lamppost you've ever seen before, and it's got that Star Wars type look yeah. to it. And then all of a sudden you're in the Rebel base and there's a fucking A-Wing and there's an X-Wing and there's Chewie working on the X-Wing. And I was literal tears coming down my eyes because mm. it was just like, it was real. It was it was like the best approximation of anything that you, like I've ever seen. The best realization of anything I've seen Disney do. Like, I've, I've been to Disney World many times and this was my first time at Disneyland. Which I actually liked better than Disney World and I have no interest in going to Disney World from now on in my really? life. Yeah. Because it's so much more compact, like everything's in one area, all the stuff is right. It's you can do it all in one day. That's yeah. it. Literally everything you could want oh, there. Oh man, we're about yeah. to go down to World for oh, a week. Oh, World is fantastic, yeah. and I'm sure I will go when my nephew is old enough to go. And I think going to Disney in general is a great idea because mm-hmm. there's no better company in the world to, to you know, to entertain you. Yeah, really, but. I, I really enjoyed uh, Disneyland, but maybe it was the novelty of not, you know, never having been there. But it was, you know, it, that was either. really Walt Disney's vision, like that yeah. place. That's the closest you're going to get to it. Anything yeah. else is just... I don't and know he walked through those th- that park. Right. Like, like, there was one point where we were walking through, and my friend's like, oh, let's go over here. And we go to, like, the fucking... There's, like, a random fucking candy store, and there's lo- these, like, red and white lights on it. And he's like, oh, fun fact, Walt Disney was such a perfectionist that there's an odd number of lights here. And, like, every other one was, like, red, white, red, white, red, white. And he was like, I, there, there couldn't have been, like, one more red than white. So he took this last light and put it half red, half white. <laughs> like, in the random corner that you'd never know otherwise. But he was, like, that much of a wow. a perfectionist and, like, had that much of a hand in everything there. So it was very cool to see all that aspect His of it. His apartment. Um, he lived, yeah. He was like, oh, yeah. he lived right up here. He yeah. leave every, the light on. Yeah. Ev- yes. Every fucking detail. So, it's like you- all the names on the on all the buildings like oh this dentist's office and you know that you think is a made-up person no that's like some famous imagineer mm-hmm. from back in the day that like that's the highest honor you could get as an imagineer being putting your name put yeah. on a wall you know on a store in disneyland yeah. yeah dude you gotta listen to or you gotta watch on youtube so um i've pretty much relegated all of my youtube watching to uh what's it called to like philip defranco for like news and stuff um to bachelor recaps and disney videos like disney don't forget your don't forget your wrestling catch-ups i, I stopped you stopped yeah, oh, you're in, you were in it for like a month i was <laughs> in it and then i just like because it's the same like yeah. thing but if you want to like have like if you want the feeling of being in disney and also at the same time like be like just educated on like the history of it there's two channels um one of them is tpm vids Okay. It's it stands for like theme parks mm-hmm. uh, and videos and more or something like that. Um, but he does a ton of di- like the top ten you know secrets at Disney World. Or yeah, the I follow Magic so Kingdom. many like I started following so many Instagrams like the the Disney food blog, Disney yeah. park blog, Disney ride. All this Disney stuff. food blog yeah. is the other one I was gonna say. Yeah. Dude, my dream. Dude, if, I had so much fucking good food when I was at Disneyland. Course, it's oh amazing. my god, where'd you eat? Uh, we actually went to the. Um, the Lamplight Lounge, which is the Pixar uh, mm. 
uh, restaurant that they built right over in uh, California Adventure Park, so right Is across it the way. Pixar Pier. Yeah, so they yeah. took like a part of that and they built like a literally a place called the Lamplight Lounge and like the you know the lamp is on there. Like Luxo that. No, but it's like it's like the lamp from yeah. you know from the the Pixar. Um, yeah, that's yeah. The so like, Luxo but like, Junior. yeah, so like the lamp like moves around that's and whatnot cool. when you go in and they have like all like original artwork everywhere and it's got like all the cool. the fucking um it's like the toy ball like with mm-hmm. the with the star on it is everywhere. There's like a whole wall of them. Yeah, it was cool. We like ate right on the whip here. It was really nice. But yeah, I felt like I had a Dole Whip. I'm like, hold it. I'm like, oh my god, I need to just. just I, I was like, I, it's you enjoy the, it. Yeah, it was great. You're there. You do it. It was great, like... and it was it was cool to experience all that. And my friend is like super into Disney. It's so like I said, so we were there for 16 hours. We got there at 7:30 in the morning and left at midnight. Like he made us ride every fucking ride, yeah, every fast pass possible in the world. And in the middle of that, we had four hours of just perfect time in Star Wars Land, where it was wow. It's lit- where the I mean the ride was awesome. I, I showed you that I think the animatronic work that they did on it, and it's just like the fact that they brought in a character like Hondo to be to like yeah. introduce you to the ride was a great way to do it and like tie in all the different aspects of the canon between yeah. all the different ages of uh, of storytelling that they'd be doing, and it's just like one giant. I don't want to say it's like nerd heaven, but it is like if you love Star Wars, it's like. I've heard some people describe it as a nerd mall because it is like you. There's a lot of like stuff that you can buy. You can buy like official, official uh, stormtrooper. Um, officials. I thought he was gonna jump over it. No, he won't jump over. But that would be interesting. He, he might start clawing at it. Yeah. So there's like, so there's the. Um, it's just it. It is like it's just it's just heaven. You gotta go yeah. and experience it yourself. They've done a, an amazing job of recreating everything and creating everything new too. It was cool. just like not. It was way better than I could have even expected. I really like that they they like kind of set it in a like in a time in a place in the um like in the universe and like it, it's a time period past like Luke so like like Luke's not around right and, and I think that's so cool because Star Wars is at the end of the day at least what it's blue don't you start you've been so good um at the end of the day it's become more of a like leaving the, those characters and they have to they have a, to leave them behind it's yeah. more of a place yeah 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 so that was cool yeah and it was life-changing and i think about going back every day <laughs> to be honest and like i can't wait till i go back um so yeah you need to go as soon as possible which is not going to be that soon but now but <laughs> at least it'll go at least you're in a world now where that exists and you're, you're gonna have that option well i'm looking forward to so i just got a new um i just got a new camera mm-hmm. um I got a Nikon D610, which is like a really new good camera for like 2014. Nikon D's nuts. Yeah, <laughs> no. Um, and I got a really nice lens for it. I got it for like a great price. Didn't like spend like a ton of money on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had spoken to a photographer friend that I have and he recommended me the camera and he was like, listen, he's like, if you like, you can buy a brand new camera and spend a ton of money, but he's like any camera made in the last 10 years if you get like a nice lens on it, you're gonna your shots are gonna look great. Um, so I took his advice and I bought this camera. And my goal when we go down to Disney <clears throat> in about in less than a month is Meg and I are gonna look for hidden Mickey's and just like take pictures of them. That was cool too. That's like, the big just thing. Going being in Star Wars and being like, oh, that's a hidden Mickey. Yeah. I like this one right there. It's so cool. It's, um, a, it's it's the best. I and I hadn't been to Disney in like 15 years, so I think that's really also part of what heightened my enjoyance of it too i hadn't been to disney world in 15 years i'd never been to disneyland yeah. so 
Plus, California's the best. California. California was nice. Um, so yeah, so this is all stuff we'd all uh, pretty much already touched upon, and yeah. all the times I've seen you over the last couple of months, which is not that many. But <laughs> um, I did read something else that I'd like to share. That okay, and I, I'll. I'll then I'll finish the question you just cut off. I will afterwards. Uh, no, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> um, so I read another book that I'd love to recommend, and it's a graphic novel. It is called My Friend Dahmer. My Friend Dahmer? Yes. Like Jeffrey Dahmer? Yes. Have okay. you heard of it? No. All right. They also made a movie of it, I found out, too. I guess it wasn't as great as the book, but this graphic novel won... Like it won a, like an Eisner Award, it won like, like a, a ton yeah. of stuff when it came out in 2012, and it's like okay, so it's about Jeffrey Dahmer in high school. Boy. And what's crazy about it is the author of it, his name's Durf Backdurf. I think Durf was Durf his name. Backdurf. Yeah, but he I'm loving went this to high school with Jeffrey Dahmer and was his friend. So like this whole book is about like his recollection and like memory of who Dahmer was and like his life. And then ultimately it ends with his first kill. Oh boy. Yeah. But it is very, like very nicely drawn. And it's like such a rare situation of like, there's like a notorious serial killer. And then this book is written and drawn by the guy who went to school with him and like knew him and like lost touch with them afterwards and stuff. Um, and they weren't, like, super friendly. They were just, like, he was that guy that, like, you know, you you joke around with in school. And then, like, ten years later, you find out, like, oh, my God, this guy's a serial killer. Right. Um, Did you hear about that um, Zac Efron movie where he – I forget which serial killer he played in it. Um, wasn't he – um, He was Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of, like, the same thing. It's told from the res- perspective of his girlfriend at the time that, mm. you know, he had a – pretty steady girlfriend at the time that he was doing killing all these people wow and it was basically about how she like couldn't believe like he was this you know handsome charismatic guy whatever gets arrested for all this her world falls apart like whatnot and you find out he's like this fucking sadistic you know Mm -hmm. terrible person but it's like you see the other side of the coin like the good aspects of him like she clearly fell in love with him for a reason so that's yeah i was i I like that Uh, not that i like that aspect of it but i find that interesting the uh yeah like them as real did the girlfriend have like a uh like input in on the story yeah she yeah it? yeah okay it was based on a book that she wrote that she wrote and yeah i think she worked on the movie with them so it's, it was it's just like and then i was like thinking about like it was a book that like stayed with me for like two days after i read it and i just like kept thinking about it serial killers are nuts man like they yeah. they they find a way to suck you in those stories because yeah. you like you can't even really comprehend how someone could be that fucking evil. You, did you watch the show Mindhunters on uh, Netflix when it came out last year? No, I didn't. So there was a show called Mindhunters, and it was about these two guys who came up with the what is the modern um, psychological technique to to interrogate serial killers. Mm-hmm. So this one guy just decided to start, like he, he just decided to start talking with and interviewing notorious notorious serial killers that were already on like death row mm-hmm. so he'd like talk to them and try and get them to spill details about this and that so it's the whole show follows like the real guy played by you know jonathan groff like a, he's like a you know is a semi-famous actor now but he's like all these guys are like impersonating the old serial killers and like doing like in all these interviews and you some of it will be like um so like with the first episode the first season he was like 
mainly studying Ed Kemper, who was like this famous serial killer in the 70s that was like a real fucking nut job. But in the next season, they're going to do um, Charles Manson and wow. whatnot. So it's like this guy actually did all this stuff and it was based on a book and his like psychological technique and like these interviews he did with all these people. And it's a pretty cool show. I think cool. you'd enjoy it. And... I've heard of it. I just haven't checked it out. Yeah. And plus, uh, you know who's in it? Um, what's her face? Uh, from Fringe. What was her name on that show? Anatorv. Uh, what was the character's name? Was it Olivia? Olivia. I, yeah. I want to say Benson, but that's Olivia... SVU. Olivia. What was Wild her? is the actress. Yeah, not Olivia. Olivia. Olivia I remember. Dun- Dunham. Dunham? Yes. Yeah. Because I'm Dunham. thinking of the... Yeah, the, uh, the, the way... Lance Kendrick, the black guy. Zavala, yeah. that's what I'm calling Zavala, yeah. yes. Um, Hello, God. Yeah, so she's in, so she's like a... So the, the FBI agent who interviews them, she bring, he brings her in because she's like a famous psychologist at the time. Mm-hmm. She's playing the real person and like helps him like hone the technique because mm-hmm. most of the FBI guys are like, you're a fucking just as nut job as these serial killers why are you talking to these guys yeah. like why are you you know they've already been tried they've already on death row like what do you like you're just as sick as them what do you want to learn from them yeah and she's like no this could be an actual thing we could save many lives in the future or solve many cases so it's pretty it. it's a pretty good show yeah so i'm trying to remember what i was trying to ask you before oh comic-con stuff that came out last uh, week oh yeah what do you, i know you're not really a marvel guy so i want to ask your <laughs> I mean, you're a Marvel guy in the aspect that, like, you'll see them eventually, maybe, maybe. 80% of them. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted to see what your reaction was to these movies. I'm sure you don't give a shit about the Eternals and Shang-Chi uh-uh. or any of that. I'm sure you won't even see them. What do you think of the TV shows, and what do you think of Blade? Um, the redoing, I don't know, you may not even know about I do. this. I like, uh, how do you say his Mahershala? name? Mahershala? Mahershala Ali. Yeah. I like him. I think if they're going to do a Blade movie, like, he's the obvious choice to do it. Yeah. I, I hope it's rated R. Oh, it's got to be. I mean, who knows? Um, the thing with the TV shows, like, isn't Loki dead? So, Loki, in the, remember, in Endgame, he steals the, the cube and, like, blinks out of it. Yeah. It follows him after that. It follows that version but of that him. But that was the like 2012, another... the 2012 uh, version of him. You lost me. Don't care. You, you don't want to see Tom Hiddleston do fun things throughout time. It's like Doctor Who, but I don't mind seeing. Not really. But like, it's another like he died. Like that is he died that we know of. I mean, they they may bring him back for the next Thor. We don't know. Who knows? Um, N- Natalie Portman is the next Thor. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, I know that 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 happened in the comics, so that transitioned. Yeah. Um, I don't I, know if she'll be Thor full time after that, but just in the movie alone, that'll be yeah. cool. Yeah, I I thought she was done with it. I remember. Like, yeah, she, she was like very back. famously like done. Yeah. that was the whole like shock at the announcement that yeah. they brought her out and she was like, I'm in. I mean, Natalie Portman, fantastic actress. I love her. She hung in my locker in tenth, eleventh, twelfth grade. Um, but I mean, I think it could be cool. You know, it's one of those things where I wish with with what Marvel is doing, and I understand why they're not doing it. Um, but like Endgame came out, take a break. Let us. I mean, they kind of are. Let no us mo- miss it. No movies are coming out until next May. Well, they got, yeah, but they That's got a year. They got when all was the last time, time they took a year off? They should like. I mean, I understand they can't control. They like, have like Sony and like when they're yeah. coming out with that stuff. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like. I just, like, although I also don't really care. So, like, right. those movies will come out, and they're not... I'll see some of them, like, 
I'll definitely always see a Guardians movie. Yeah. Um, I'll care about that. Which they didn't even, they had no news about that at all, which is the interesting yeah. part. Like that, Black Panther 2, and... Did they announce Black Panther 2? Yeah. Because that's inevitable. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they announced it already. I'll it's the same that. guy who did it is yeah, working like, on it, which I'll is awesome. I'll see that yeah. for sure. Um, but the, you know, for... I think, like, Endgame was, was a good... Did we didn't talk about Endgame, right? Yeah. No. Been talking about Endgame. Um, I think my my feelings on Endgame was like, all right, but but I totally understand that like if you were into that universe, like I understand why you yeah. would love it and why you would feel such closure for it. It so, paid off yes. so many storylines. I less. I reckoned, I see that movie once and I will never watch it again. But I totally understand why people loved it, why they flocked to it, and how it it, it was definitely gave a satisfying conclusion. The mo- like of any movie I've ever seen, it was the most like inside baseball fan servicey movie possible. But I was reading an interview with the directors and the writers, and they were like, "We were storyboarding all this stuff, and like, oh, Captain America picks up the hammer, you know, all this shit that like you know play uh, closes all these storylines and dangling threads for ten years, like." They were, we're like we're going through all these things and like is this just too much is this like it's will the casual fan get this and they were like you know what fuck the casual fan in essence because it's not about them it's about these guys these this is set of people who have watched all our movies for the last 10 years are coming here for the grand finale of this last 10 years of storytelling so let's give them that and i'm sure the the casual person will find a thrill out of captain america you using yeah. the hammer just because it's they think it's cool but the people who really know understand the insignificance of it yeah. and they understand that it's closing the question from avengers 2 whether he could actually pick up the hammer or not yeah. and i would say i did about the same like you know 70 percent of the homework and i didn't feel lost you know sounds so. like my high school experience exactly <laughs> um so yeah i mean with shout that, out mr farrell <laughs> yeah with that i'm like all right cool if you're if you're into that, like have at it, but I will not. Yeah, I I don't see myself seeing or watching those shows. Okay. Well, um, all right. I have one more question that I which I want to ask you about is the the Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, crossover mm. that they're doing this year on CW. I so they've got five shows now. Yeah, it's gonna be a five part crossover. Wow. It's gonna take place. Three of the episodes are gonna be in december then the final two are going to be in january okay. after a break it was a holiday break it's going to be across all the episodes it's going to be they announced brandon routh is going to be superman yeah, and it, the that. original fucking robin from the original robin from the uh live action batman is going to be coming back to be robin wait like burt ward yes burt ward will be coming back for this like they're they're pulling out all the stops and it's and they've already you know they've already said it's going to result in the death of oliver queen you know, this is how they're writing him out, which is great, which I think is a really poignant way to do it. And, mm-hmm. you know, that was the whole big story in the 80s that Barry Allen made this this sacrifice. And that's really what brought his character back to importance and back to, you know, in the in the, in the comic books, at least. And this is what, you know, this is what uh, for the TV show universe, is, it's going to work well, I think. And it's going to be really poignant. But are you going to what do you think are you just going to jump back in for the the crossovers are you going to try and watch the last season of arrow and um, fuck the rest good question i think that it's a good question I, again 
Good question. You think it's a good question, or is it a good question? <laughs> I real because I'm like half watching Blue because yeah. I hear him doing stuff in there, and I'm like, fine. Is he biting stuff? Be, uh, so, well, my my point being that since we just I just referenced it, the 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 inside baseball versus casual fans mm-hmm. story again. I think that the TV shows do a good job of you know finding that moment, those the good line between you know like this is a really specific reference to ten years of TV storytelling, or this and this is just a moment that anyone yeah. will enjoy. So I don't really think it's necessary to jump back in. I'm not going to start watching all five shows again. But I will... I think I'll check out Arrow final season, personally. Because shows meant a lot to me over the and, and this podcast over the years. Yeah, absolutely. I am... Because the last season's ten episodes, I'm going to watch it. Right. I would like to see how that show concludes. I would like to see how that goes. I will most likely then, if I'm... if the ending of this is built into arrow as the, the ending of arrow is built into this crossover. Right. I'll watch it. I feel like I know it like kind of like with, yeah, I think arrow is going to end with the crossover yeah. episode. Then kind of like with Avengers Endgame. like I've done probably about 70% of the homework mm-hmm. just over the years. Right. I've watched, you know, full seasons of each show except for Supergirl. Um, but I've seen enough to kind of get an idea. Right. So yeah, I'm in, I'm glad that it's ending. It's been way, way, way too long. They should have done this maybe a little bit sooner, but um, I'll watch Arrow just because, I mean, Stephen Amell. Right. One hour, five minutes, Stephen Amell. Wow, took that long. I think we were just, we were basically just trying to hold back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, yeah, I'm glad, and I know he wants to move on, which I can understand, so it's good. I get it. I get it. I'm, uh, I'm excited for it. I think it'll be good i've enjoyed all the previous crossovers and this one seems like the most uh, uh biggest one yet yeah i mean crisis on infinite Earths is a you know classic storyline so I, i'm interested to see how they do it for the the small screen are you gonna give do you think we should give batwoman a chance for this uh for this podcast <laughs> when it premieres in the fall maybe i don't know so actually great segue um i've been thinking about something okay through the so we had gone 49 episodes, most of it me and you, and then like the last five has been Meg. Um, and it's taken about a year and a half for the most recent one, this mo- one? For, for you and I to get back together and, and do this. Um, how do you feel about ending the Pilots podcast? Right now? Right here, right now? Right here, right now. This is very Walking Dead of us. It's just <laughs> the, the comic book. I told you they just randomly ended it. Yeah. I think I am fine with it. I think we we've had a great run, and I have enjoyed for the most part. <laughs> what because in the beginning you did drag me kicking and screaming into yes. this, but it did become a routine, and it became something that we did really well. And I think, to be honest, I've listened to a bunch of them in the past, and I was like, oh, we're pretty funny, and this is yeah. good insight and whatnot. So I think it I think it has run its course personally, but I wouldn't wanna I wouldn't wanna speak for uh, you and Meg. No, and I think that. Um... You know, like doing it with Meg is is fun to do. I like like, but like we have these conversations together, and then we kind of like have them again, right? On on a podcast form, right? And it's getting to the point where like, I mean, I love talking with Meg. I do it every day, mm-hmm. multiple like many many times a day. By your of your own volition yeah. too. No one's holding a gun to right. your head, right? Yeah, you love of course. it. Um, <laughs> Meg standing there yeah. with a gun. <laughs> And I love talking to you, and, yeah. but I, I do think that, like, the the structure of, like, 
finding and we've been transitioning to like other forms of media and there's been it's been very yeah other forms of media it hasn't we haven't done a, a tv show since black lightning like you said right, right yeah so it's it became something bigger and it became yeah. something you know like we you've got to find the next evolution so maybe there is another idea in there somewhere yeah and i i think that um i will say that i think i just saw a good one today that uh that you know the guys who do how did this get made paul Shear and mm-hmm. them paul Shear partnered up with a critic and started a new podcast called unspooled where he just watched they go through the afi top 100 oh, and cool. they watch it and like yeah. talk about the movie which is a great idea and like the antithesis of what he did previously he made fun of bad movies now yeah. he's watching good movies so maybe we need to find uh, right yeah our yeah and I, I i remember you know in 2014 i think it was november of 2014 being in uh in a tone with you as Rob was the bartender, and we shout out bartender Bob. Shout out bartender Bob, and we kind of like had this idea of like, yeah, we should try and do this. And then we did the Smallville episode, and then we kind of like went. And we realized it was dumb to watch it yeah. live and <laughs> and talk over it. Oh, it was so bad to do that. It's wait, like, wait, wait. Can I can I Google something before uh, and show you something? If we're gonna end this right here right now, <laughs> it, it, it'll pay off fifty six <laughs> episodes later. Um, I think I know exactly yeah. what it is. Okay, you're, so you're keep talking. For. Yeah. So. I think I would love to continue podcasting with you. Okay. But I think we need to find something new. And I'm so glad that, like, um, you have to wait until it's, it's, it's truly the last okay. thing. Um, I, I'm, like, I think the, like, when I think about the friendships that, like, you have maybe had with, like, my brother and with Salon and with John and with Jeff, like, all of those things kind of eventually i think for the both of us like except for my friendship with rob and because he's my brother right like those things like had like become less important and i do attribute to a sense like having this podcast every now and then like a way for us to connect and be together and like yeah it's continue a good yeah and catch up yeah um and you're a funny dude on this thank you i don't yeah you like, are too no oh, thank you i mean i'm the straight man and you're the more like the i'm the, I'm the comedy you're the comedy yeah, yeah. um so I think we should totally find like a new idea, a new premise to do, and whether it be an evolution of this or like topics like completely unrelated to, um, you know, pop culture. Because some of the best things I think we've talked about have been like when we were reflecting on like things that we've gone through or like relationships we were in, or you know, not that we have to have like a, a show where we're like, you know, doing that twenty four seven but i agree with that yeah just something else so i feel very comfortable kind of ending the pilots podcast here coming in for a final landing blue is not comfortable he's not (laughs) loving it no he's he's making noises yeah i gotta tell you i'm comfortable with it i'm not comfortable with the amount of dicks i'm looking at right now to try and find (laughs) sam jones dick picture (laughs) 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 because that needs to be paid off 56 episodes later why don't we why don't we look at that off off thing like before you leave here Uh, before i leave here i have to find it uh, you'll have to find and look at it um oh found it (laughs) there it is there it is all right that's it's a gigantic dick (laughs) 
Oh God! You're welcome, Sam Jones. Um, yeah. Ten years, twelve years later, after that actually happened, uh, it's probably that might be the most recent time someone Googled that. <laughs> Sam Jones. Sam Jones yeah. is gonna get a Google alert that someone's looking at his dick. And the last person it was, it was me. Did it, you know. And I'll say when when he contacts me and said, "Why would you look this up?" I'll say it was to celebrate the end of the Pilots podcast. That's insane. So I think like as what's cool, I feel like for me, like kind of listening back to the earlier ones, like it. You know, it took me through really like the, for me, like the breakup that I had with my previous girlfriend all the way up until like Meg yeah, and where I am now. So it's cool to end, to have that. And it's also cool to have like the excitement and the pop that we were feeling towards The Force Awakens. Yeah. Like we have that time encapsulated yeah. Yeah. in audio that we yeah. could like That's a good point. listen to it. And be I like, actually should crap. go back and listen to that and be like my thoughts of what when they first like showed the trailer and yeah. then I'd see what if I'm, I was spot on in any way of where they were going or what there's they were an episode do. where I think it I was I think we just we reviewed just the trailer like one episode did. yeah we did we talked just which about is insane it. as we found an hour to talk about yeah. a two minute trailer and there is a whole episode of um where we talk about just the force awakens and then there's one where we do the last Jedi and I think Rogue One as well so like we have all these like conversations uh, encapsulated but I think it's a good it's a good it's not an, it's not an end to all this it's it's a it's an evolution it's an we'll evolution, find we'll find yeah. a new new reason to we will to tape we'll our take conversations. some time we'll think about it we'll yeah. come back you know better than ever sounds good to me man all right so brian for the final time are we you. wait are we are we in for the shelly long on this friendship on this podcast i think so right well i'm I, I mean, or the Martin, not the Martin Short all. It's no, been like I'm thirty in, years. Already. I'm in for the Shelley Long on this friendship. Um, I'm not in for the Shelley Long. In, the like, podcast, yeah. The podcast is it's the done. Martin Short all because it. it's this is yeah, the finale it. of the Pilots podcast. Yeah. So we just had to throw that in there one last time because that was one of the things I was most proud of that we yeah. started after we watched Cheers. The <laughs> yeah. Shelley Long Hall. The Shelley Long Hall. Yeah. They should make T-shirts about that. They, they should. But from, and only give them to long haul truckers. Right. Yes. <laughs> But from, you know, from Meg to Pat to Rob. All our contributors over the years. Salon, maybe Salon even a couple of episodes. one yeah. in there in the background somewhere. Um, it's been a fun journey. Agreed. And uh, we'll, we'll see you around. Catch you next time. Yeah. As we... Not on this channel, though. Not on this. But we will keep this up and, you know, we'll... Yeah. You can always Don't worry. Don't worry, Don. We'll let, we'll let you know what we're going to do next. <laughs> we will. Yeah. Um... I guess you can tweet us at Pilots Pod, but now this we is won't ending. respond because it's I don't over. Think everyone's gonna respond. <laughs> we um, didn't respond anyway. Just to you. <laughs> Every now and then, I would get like, maybe I should tweet something out. But, yeah. No. Um, but if you have been someone listening over the years and we don't know you, because I know that there are people. I see the statistics. There's someone in Sweden that listens. I don't know who you are, but we're we're big in Sweden. We are. We're huge, at least with one person in Sweden. That's it. Um, we thank you and. Good night. Good night. And good luck. So, what do you, Emperor Armaro? <laughs>